the blast from our past network. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and this week we are going to be covering Super Mario World, the video game that is awesome and rules and I love. Dean, how's it going? Good. Great. You said it all there, Tim. It does rule. It's a great game. Mm-hmm. A movie. A movie? A movie you love. Super Mario World, the video game. <laughs> movie I love. A game that I fell in love with playing it for this podcast. Oh, Dean. A game that I would say I didn't really love before that. Interesting. Once again, this podcast is doing positive things in your life. That's all it does. It just introduces <laughs> me to things that I didn't know before and things that I thought I just didn't really like. Mm, cool. Well, hey, listeners, thanks for tuning in this week. We appreciate you. Now, Dean, so you played this like as a kid or not so much? Just You're just playing it now for the first time? What's going on? So it's not the first time. I've definitely played it before, but I just wasn't a big Mario kid. I, I was more into Sonic and I was more into um, just like superhero type games like Spider-Man and X-Men and Batman. Um, I wasn't really into Mario and I just didn't play it a lot. I've, I've definitely played it before. I, I recognized the levels when I was playing them, but it, it wasn't something that I played a lot of. So I didn't have a huge connection to it. Okay. Yeah. When I was younger, I opted for the Sega Genesis when it came out in 1991 um, over the Super Nintendo. Now, we had rented the Super Nintendo quite a bit because we really loved playing the Street Fighter II Turbo that was out. Um, but I don't mm -hmm. think we owned a Super NES with Mario World until 92. But once we did, oh boy, dude, this one just became one of my most played and most loved games of all time. Yeah, that completely makes sense i've i honestly i kind of have never really got mario until we have covered those games on this podcast and now with super mario world because i just yeah i never played them a lot i always opted for something else that like zelda you know just even on nintendo just that other title i never really was a mario kid so uh, i've really appreciated what we've been working through here especially with this game this game is incredible well my hidden agenda was to blast through one, two, and three so we could get to this one. Oh, perfect. This is why I wanted to do the other ones. Yeah. And why we did them all in one episode. Just to get here faster. 
That makes sense, Tim. Otherwise, it would we we'd still be on we'd be on two now. That's part That's of the how math works. That's part of the reason. I would have been just happy doing each of those individually, but yeah. I think that was a great episode. That's actually one of my personal favorite episodes. Is our Super Mario episode where All we right. cover one, two, and three. I just think it was a lot of fun. Um, it was a lot of fun playing those games, and it was a lot of yeah. fun talking about them. So check out that episode. It's episode number something. Maybe Brian can insert in there and tell us what episode <laughs> it is. Maybe. Probably not. You'll find it. And you know what? In the process of looking for that episode, you might just find some others that you like. So Hey-o. go take a look <laughs> and check it out. Now, Super Mario World was released as a pack-in with the Super Nintendo when it was released in 1991 in North America. It would become the fifth highest earning Mario platformer, selling just over 20 million copies which puts it ahead of Super Mario 2 and Super Mario 3. It would also become the best-selling Super Nintendo game of all time, doubling the sales of the next closest game. So that makes sense. And fifth of all time doesn't make sense to me. I would have thought this would have been first or second. I understand that, I guess... Well, no, you got Super Mario brothers for the nes which is number one i guess so yeah it's just this game is so good that i just thought like everybody who owned a super nintendo would own this game and they did the problem the problem is the super nintendo didn't really sell as good as other systems oh, did. okay yeah so you you get into stuff yeah. like the wii and the wii u and you start releasing these super mario brothers right. games on there more people are buying those systems more people are buying those games those are some of the games that are ranked higher. That makes the, sense. The more yeah. recent ones that just... Because video games sell like... It's easy to sell 30, 40 million copies of a Mario game now. So yeah. that's why um, this one is number five. Okay. But and yeah. I, when I, I say platformer, I said top five platformer because then you get stuff like Mario Kart in the mix. And yeah. some of those games um, did better. But number five. Come on. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Mario Kart's great. fun. It's great. Mario Kart. Mario Kart's Love Mario pretty Kart. fun, Tim. Love me some Mario Kart. Yeah. Now, same as the first three Mario games, this one is designed by Takeshi Tezuka and Shigeru Miyamoto with music by Koji Kondo. What you have there is three bona fide legends. Yeah, totally. If those guys are on your game, it's going to rule. Going to be a good game. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't even like consider buying it. Just buy it. Yes. Yes. That's, That's what I right, do with Dean, most, yes. most things. I don't even consider buying them. I just buy them. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, but you've got something in the back of your head about it, right? You're like, I'm buying this because I know it's going to be great because right. Koji Kondo did the music for it. And Mario's on or it. Or Miyamoto designed it. And Mario's, Mario's on it. I'm and buying Mario. this shirt because Mario's on it yeah. and because Miyamoto designed it. <laughs> exactly. And and Koji Kondo sewed it together. Interesting. Yeah. Fashion mogul Koji Kondo. <laughs> Fashion and music mogul. Now, the story of these games, of these Mario games is barely existent. It's it's nothing. It's the yeah. the monster steals the princess and the hero goes to save her. It's barely there. 
I find it really interesting that these games, while completely lacking any like real story, are able to deliver such a fulfilling experience. Yeah. And... I just feel like, sorry, just real quickly, I feel like one of the really important things with a good game is a good story. Yeah. So to have a game that's so successful and something that I want to play over and over and over again, you they've completely like ripped a story out of it. And that has nothing to do with that, with the, with the game. And you don't get that very much nowadays, like games that don't have stories. Stories are, sorry, games are like really heavily driven by narratives nowadays. Yeah. And these games have none of that. That's very, very interesting because like we've covered a game, uh, Firewatch, which is like, 100 percent the story i'm just watching a long movie like i don't even care what i'm doing i just want to watch what the the character is doing um mario super mario world i have no idea why anything is on the screen at any point in time i don't even think about it why am i riding on the back of a dinosaur i don't know i don't yeah. care none like, of it matters you just gotta of, get to the end just gotta keep going just keep going i don't care at all and that, yeah, that's just really fascinating because I've, I've never thought about that. I've never thought of, why am I doing this? Why is Mario doing this? None of it matters. None of it's, it matters. Their gameplay is so tight. It's so fun. That you just want to do it and yeah. you want to keep doing I it. I don't care why. I just want to keep doing it. Exactly. It's the urge to finish the level. It's yeah. the urge to get to the end. It's yeah. frustrating to lose. Yes. And you just want to win. Yeah. You want to be a winner. Dean, do you want to be a winner? I want to be a winner, and it is very frustrating oh, to get caught, so frustrating. caught in a spot where you just can't quite get through it, and it's just like, yep, yeah, reload. Let's go. I got to do it again. I got to go. start of the level again. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Here's the interesting thing with that, that I find for myself, at least, is that the more I die, the faster I want to go through it, because I, I feel like I have to make up for lost time. I know. So the faster you try to go through the level, the more times you die. What is that? It's an endless loop of anger. The first time around, I'll get so far. Yes, and then you want to get back there so quick. 25 times in a row, I won't even get close to it yeah. until I decide like, you okay, catch your breath, you I need yourself. to settle down. I need to try to go through this slowly because the first time around, I got almost there. Yeah, they set it up. It's amazing. To crush you in that way. Yeah, it's amazing. It's beautiful, beautiful game. It's again like your classic side scrolling Mario Brothers adventure, but it's got, you know, the new and improved elements. Um, you have the world map, same as was in Super Mario 3. They introduced that world map, um, and you get to select what level you want to go into. So you can kind of move around the world map, choosing which one you want to play. The world map in this one is laid out a little bit better than 3, though. Yeah. Because this one is a giant map containing all seven worlds instead of Super Mario 3 that did one map per world. Yeah, and true. And once, once you left that world's map, you were never never able to go back and play any of those levels again. You were just done. This one takes them all, 
puts them in one giant map that you can progress through and they do a really great job with it of like putting shortcuts in where you can skip levels and quicker ways to access, you know, further off points, but you have to unlock all of that stuff before you can do it. So at the beginning, there's not a lot, not a lot open to you, but by the end, you can kind of go back and revisit the entire game if you'd like to. Yeah. And sometimes it helps you because sometimes I, I at least playing through this, I found like, oh, it would have been really great to have Yoshi in this moment. I'm going to go right. all the way you back to get the him. first level where I know it's so easy to get him. Yeah. And then I'm going to walk all the way back and then I'm just going to have him. I found I was doing that and going back to get things so many times in this game. And I, the, the map that you mentioned that's in, that's in uh, Super Mario 3, I loved Super Mario 3. If you remember that episode... That's one of my of the, favorite of yeah, three. My favorite the three. One of my favorite games of all time now, just because of getting the progression from one, two, and three and just seeing what three brought to the table. I love three so much, and this game is a hundred times better. Yeah. Like it's it's everything that three brings me and more. Just, yeah, just get, perfected. Just perfected, exactly. Not like not just like exploded, but perfected. Like it's so much bigger and so much better. It is actually uh, they, they they took what they had enhanced on in three and thought like, how can we actually make this the best game to play with this map, with this um, world that we're uh, going around and like exploring? Yeah. Well, the creators are mad geniuses. Yeah. Because they do Super Mario 1 and then they kind of shift and make improvements for two. Yeah. Then they shift and make improvements for three. And then they shift and make improvements for four, but they don't just take what they gave us in three and try to improve upon that. They go back to what worked from one and what worked in two and what worked in three to create four. Yeah. I I wish that I was super into this game when it came out because this game being like a new, having a new system and having this new Mario game, it would have just like, changed my life like it's that big it's yeah. so so good i wish i was super into it yeah that well that was me i was yeah. super into it this was like this was my friday and saturday night it's amazing it, it was just playing yeah. this game uh friends didn't matter i didn't want to see friends i, I just wanted to play this game that was me this week tim preparing for this podcast i could not put it down well you mentioned that you played this a hell of a lot a hell of a lot i also played it a hell of a lot okay a hell of a lot okay Okay. Who got further? And I loved it. I don't know. Well, I beat it. You beat it? Yeah. Okay. I got myself... So what is beat it, Tim? Did you 100% it? No. Okay. okay. So yeah. I didn't 100% it. I beat uh, Bowser. Okay. And I I defeated 79 levels. Oh, excellent. And there's, I... there's 96. 96 okay. is the end of the game. Well, you probably, the, you probably did better than me. I got to the castle. I didn't beat Bowser. I got hung up on Star World. Yeah, yeah. I le- See, I left Star World, f- World for later. I got hung up there because I was like, what is this great place? Well, those are the <laughs> hardest levels in the game. Yeah. But got arguably the most fun. They're so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I needed to leave that. because. So I never num- actually played the castle. I just got there. The number one thing I wanted to do was to beat it. I yeah. wanted to beat Bowser. Yeah. And then I went back and tried to beat as many levels as I could. And that's where I got to. Super fun. I'm not done. I'm going back. I'm going to get totally. 96. Yeah. I'm doing it. Of course. Yeah. It's awesome. Why not? Why not? Oh, there's I got nothing else to do. It's not like not like I uh, run a podcast or no. anything. 
There's so I have nothing to do next week. <laughs> nothing to do, man. So many amazing things in this game. Like, yeah, you'll get into it, but there's just so many advancements yeah. from Mario 3 that I loved. A way to put the pressure on me. What if I wasn't going to get into it? You better. Yeah. I think I, I'll try my best. Um, yeah, next week's episode, though. Spoiler alert. Super Mario World Part 2. Is that a thing? Tim and Dean go back and play more of it and come back and talk more about it. Great. I love it. Um, Cool thing about this game, as you have to defeat a level before you can progress, you can go back into that level once you defeat it. So if there's something in there, like a power-up easily accessible at the beginning, you can go in, you can get that power-up, and then you can exit out of that level. Yes. And then just keep going. So you don't have to actually defeat the whole level to get your power-up. Just run for the power-up, exit out, and move on to the level that you're having trouble with. The exiting out of the level is just kind of genius. After you've beaten it, you can then go in and do whatever you want and exit out of it. Like it's... It's like the first thought of an open world type game. Like it isn't that, but it's after you've beaten the level, you can then go in and mess around and you can leave whenever you want. Like it's... It, yeah, it's, you can you can basically power, power yourself up. You can power yourself yeah. up and find levels where it's easy to get extra men and then just do it. Just yeah. get a bunch of men, um, power yourself up, move to where you want to be in the game and yeah. then try these harder levels with your powered up character. Yeah, that's the thing. As hard as this game is and that I found it, it is very easy to get extra men. So it's you a, could you could always build them up so that when you got yes. to a spot that was hard, you'd have a bunch of men to try to get through it. It's a very generous game. Yeah. There are some, like there's one level in particular that is only a power up and extra man level. It's just, there's five question mark boxes and two of them are mushrooms. And two of them, if you have the mushrooms will be, you know, your your feather or your fire flower and yeah. there's a yoshi and yeah. if you have a yoshi and you come back in there it turns into an extra man so you can just keep right. going in and yeah. out extra man extra man extra man but then there's other levels further in the game that they're they're kind of generous about because one of the things is you don't always want to have to go back all the way to that level which is near the beginning if you're further in the game because it yeah. can take some time it does but yeah. they do drop certain things further in the game that are like these power-up places that if you just remember what level it is, you can easily go there instead of going back to the beginning. Yeah. So they do drop nice stuff for you in the yeah, game like that. Yeah, for sure. In each world, there's seven worlds. In each world, you'll encounter one or more ghost houses, and these act as your save points. So anytime you beat a ghost house, you're given the opportunity to save your game. Also, if you beat a castle. But, you know, one of the things you'll want to do is if you beat four levels, you're going to want to save that progress. So you yeah. have to go to a ghost house, beat it, save your progress. And Tim, ghost houses are so fucking fun. Yeah, they are fun. And yeah. so cool. Yeah. Again... 
I don't know why I'm in a house with ghosts. I don't know what that has to do with the storyline and why there's 20 of them, but I love them. They're awesome. They're a lot of fun. How about that ghost ship? The oh, the ghost, ghost ship. ship. Uh, honestly, the ghost ship was just kind of my favorite part. It's I just so much fun. absolutely love the ghost ship. When I, when I saw it there, I was like, I can't wait to get there. And then when, <laughs> yeah. I got, when I got there, it was like, this is everything I wanted it to be. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Now, in each of the castles, they're controlled by a Koopaling, who you'll need to beat to topple the castle and move on. And it eventually culminates in World 7 with Bowser himself. That's pretty classic. Although normally you're just, uh, like the normal Super Mario Brothers is just kind of Koopa every time. Sorry. The normal Super Mario Brothers, it's Bowser every time. This time they throw the Koopalings in to give it a little bit of personality. And you got to defeat like a different boss at each castle. Yeah, I love that. I love that they were different fights. Yeah, I thought that it was, was, it was really good. cool because yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect when I got to it. And like they're easy, but like you have to figure out what to do first, you know? It's you do. Like, and they're easy, but they need to be because the the castles are punishing. Oh, the castles they can are be so punishing. Hard. They're so punishing. They're so hard. Yeah, it's it's honestly if I would get to um if I would get to the the boss, the Koopa, and I would be small, like I because I just lost everything in the yeah. level. I wouldn't be scared because I was like, okay, you know what? I'm here. You can I, often beat him. I can often beat him. I just got to figure out. I got to take two seconds to figure out what he does. And then I got him and, yeah. and we're fine, which is nice because it sucks to get punished throughout the castle, get there small and be like, well, I'm done. Like, there's no way I can ever get through this guy. So it was, it was nice that it was just like, okay, I just got to get to him and I got to figure it out. I don't need this stuff to beat him. I can just beat him if I just figure out what he's doing. And really there's only three Koopalings. Yeah. Because each one you fight twice. Yeah. Just right. a little bit harder the second time. Yeah. And you you mentioned there's seven worlds. And I just think it is so cool that you can get a special, you know, a special sort of level in in world one or two. I can't remember exactly where it is, that gets you to just go down a pipe that goes into you can see level seven. You can see yes. world seven. Yes. And then you, all you do is in is tra- it's just travel to another pipe that takes you back to the world you were right. in. That's right. Just to sort of show you yeah. what that is so early on in the game. It's just, it's so cool. I found it so exciting. It made me just want to keep playing. I right. never wanted to put it down after I saw world seven. I was like, I got to get there because that point. looked awesome. Yeah. World seven does look amazing. It looks great. Because we're... Yeah, where some of these worlds aren't really, they're not all contained within one screen. Yeah. That one was. That one just, was. It's all yeah. in one screen. It's all flashy. Yeah. Bowser's Castle, it's got like neon light. It looks yeah. like Las Vegas. Yeah. It's like, I want to get to Las Vegas. And I, it, it did look like Las Vegas. And I feel like it was like, it was, it was the first maybe time that you got to use a key to sort of get to a new level. So I think it was like, it was really special. Like you did this really special thing for maybe the first time you got to this pipe, you went in and all of a sudden you see world seven and you're like, what the heck am I doing here? What am I doing here? All you're doing is going to another pipe. You're just on a higher ledge. You're just, yeah. Looking down. Exactly. Yeah. You take that other pipe to a different area. But just being there, being there was so fun and amazing and exciting. And I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, this game is smart. This game knows what it's doing. Like I am so excited to keep playing just because I saw that. Yeah, this is one of the best designed games I've, I've ever played. It's just, it's a work of art. It's, it's incredible. It. It's incredible. 
So for items um, and power-ups, they're very much more in line with the first Super Mario Brothers than Super Mario 3, which is True. which is what I like. Yeah. You know, they didn't take Super Mario 3 and just say, we have to have all this and make it even better. They actually toned it down from there. So yeah. the whole the whole suit thing from Super Mario 3 didn't really make its way through. I think they took everybody's favorite, the raccoon suit, and made that even better, but left out every other additional suit. It's a really good point. They have, you still have your super mushroom, you have your fire flower and your star, all from Super Mario Brothers 1. Then the only other thing you can get is the feather. Yeah. Which is like a glorified raccoon suit. Yeah. And that's what you have. Um, and I mean, that feather, that, that's just one of the best, like, costumes you could have oh, i love it it's yeah. so beautiful but the feather just provides mario with this cape that allows him to float down so sort of like yeah. kind of like prince the princess in super mario 2 where you could float for a little bit true yeah except in this case you're floating downwards but your float never ends until you hit the ground yeah but you're on like a downward tra trajectory but if you can perfect the mechanic of this feather you can actually fly all the way through a level you can teach yourself how to correctly fly and you're essentially just flying and for me this led to some of the most fun and most punishing platforming that the game had to offer yeah i, I found it very hard to do um i did it a couple times just by chance like getting the extra oh, really the extra bounce okay i didn't really know how i did it or oh. so it it was very hard for me to replicate i could do the initial fly but then i would you know just come crashing down to the ground okay i i never really knew exactly how to do sort of the um the float up and down up and down oh that's too bad you should if you go back and play this you need to yeah. perfect that yeah. because that like that's what i'm saying is that that if you can perfect that element there are specific things in the game that make it so much fun yeah. to use that yeah but also there's places you need to use that where you can get to real secret areas if you can perfect that interesting because i couldn't do that and i hadn't figured that out I constantly went back and got Yoshi and got wing Yoshi right. so that I could fly everywhere. Like right. I was just always going back and doing that because that's how I knew how to get to the places. I didn't really know that flying technique. Yeah. So this game also introduces the single item inventory at the top of your screen. So you can keep an extra item at the yeah. top. And then if you get hit, this item that you have up there will just fall down to you. So good. As like a power up. Great. It's so good. And it's great that you couldn't always get it. Yeah. Sometimes it would fall. Yeah. Into a place you can't reach it. Or yeah. for you to get it, you almost had to like risk your life jumping over lava to grab it or something like that. So it's really, I, I love that. That's, I love that mechanic of inventory. I know Super Mario 3 did a really cool thing where you could keep items that yeah. you collected and then apply them at any time. I just love this one. The single additional item that you can store and then you can grab it when you need it. And you can actually just hit select and it will fall down yeah. whenever you want it. If you want to like switch your outfit, you can have the fire flower can be in your inventory. You can have the feather. And if you hit select and get the fire flower, then you apply the fire flower and your feather goes back right. up to your inventory smooth yeah what i really appreciated about it is that 
when the feather falls, it falls like a feather. Oh, which yeah. is like That's slow and it unpredictable. It like floats down. And there was often times where I would get hit. And then my feather, like I was feathered and then I had feather, you know, I was totally, uh, I had all, all the weapons, you know, I had the feather on and I had the feather up there and then I would get hit and it would fall down slowly and I'd be in it. You know, I'd be in all the bad guys are still around me and I'd be like, get down here. I need you. And it's like, I would put myself in danger to try to get it because it's like, I need that right now. And I thought that was a really cool touch that it didn't just fall straight down to me or that it didn't just all of a sudden I just had the feather again. I like that. I had to get it. I had to, if it's the most powerful weapon, I had to do the most to try to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really appreciated that. It was frustrating at times, but I I really appreciated it. level design is fantastic um they provide you with all sorts of different levels from straightforward platforming they have the classic underwater they have this on rails type of level where the screen is moving and you have to keep up with it yeah cool so difficult um i was actually surprised though by the lack of ice levels in this game yeah there's a few there's a few but they're kind of secret sometimes they are yeah Yeah. and and i kind of liked it like the ice is always so hard and i'm just glad there wasn't an ice world because i don't know i don't like i don't like the ice i never like ice i never like ice world i I, yeah i i play zelda a lot and anytime there's an ice palace or ice thing you have to beat it's so hard when you're trying to change directions like i know that that's the thing that's the physics you can't change directions but i find it so frustrating i found it frustrating in these ice worlds trying to jump into the tube at the end like just trying to hit the tube is so hard yeah now unlike the other mario games which had warp points trying to progress you further in the game that was completely null and void in this one. Okay. There were no warp points. You weren't you weren't supposed to jump from level one to level seven and beat the game. They do their secrets in a much different way, which I really liked. There's multiple levels that have multiple ways to beat them. So there's different exits to certain levels. Yeah. And they do a really good job of sharing that info with you by showing you... Um, the little dot that you stand on that represents the level on the world map. If the dot is yellow, the level has one exit. If it's red, it has two. So you know if you go to a level that has red, there's two ways to get out of that level. And it will open up two different paths for you. I did not know this. No? <laughs> I did not know this at all. Now you know you can go back and, and do that. So the, totally. the red levels have two exits. Some of the ghost houses have two exits, not all of them. Yeah, that is amazing because I 
there there was definitely times where you would run into the map where if you just did one exit, you would be screwed. Like you couldn't progress further at all. You would have to go back into that level and have to find the other one. But I did not pick up on that at all, that yellow is one exit and red is two. Uh, but I, I did want to touch on um, what you said about like sort of the warps, because this is this Super Mario World is way more what I would prefer two different ways to exit a level because a warp if I went and actually the first time I was playing got a warp from world one to four I wouldn't like it I I don't know what I missed like I want to go back and play what I missed I would only do warps if I like I guess it's because it's in a game where you can't really save because I would only do a warp if I wanted to get back to somewhere where I was if I had already beat the game and I wanted to get quickly to world seven or something then I would use a warp but if I did that the very first time I'd feel like I missed out on the game that that's very true and also while that's a fun thing to do if you're an experienced player if you're just playing as a unexperienced player if you warp from world one to world four you are screwed because yeah. you're not ready for it you yeah. haven't learned the skills that world four is going to ask of you yeah. and you need to build your skill through one, two, three to get to four. So it can be, it can be punishing just to do that. This is actually opposite. This is play that level again, right? To get to where you need to be, you have to play that level again. Yeah. And I, I loved it. I, I loved when I finished a level and I wasn't exactly what I was supposed to do. I was actually excited that it's like, okay, I got to go back into this level right. and I got to figure something else out that I missed. Yes. And I can't wait to just like keep my eyes open and look because I ran through that level and I didn't see anything. So I'm going to have to look around for what I missed. I'm going to have to get up in the air. I'm going to have to do something that uh, wasn't intuitive at first. Yeah, exactly. You got to look around. You got to yeah. explore. Yeah. Fun. So while in the other Mario games, you were exploring... The entire game, almost looking for a needle in the haystack. Yeah. This one very simplistically shows you, look, right here yeah. is your secret. So look within this one level for your secret. Yeah. And uh, I just thought it was really rewarding and it made me want to complete this game 100%. I yeah. wanted to find all those secrets because so many are obvious, but then there's so many that are so hard to find. It makes you want to complete this game. Yeah, that's a good point about it being rewarding because I, I play a lot of Zelda and it, there's certain types of puzzles you can encounter where you're just totally stuck in the game and you have no idea what to do. But in this game, in Super Mario World, if I beat the level one way and then all of a sudden the path just circled back to that level again, I knew what I had to do. I knew I had to go back into that level and there was something in that level I had to find. So it's very focused. It was a very focused thing that I could, I would never want to leave that level without finding out what that secret was. Yeah. Where in, if I was playing like a Zelda game and I was just completely stuck, I might just go to bed because I'm like, you know what? I don't have it today and maybe tomorrow I'll figure it out. But with Mario, it was like, okay, I know exactly what I have to do. I have to go back in this level and I have to figure out what I missed. Yeah. And so I would play that over and over again until I found it. Yeah, and they do a really good job with what those kind of secrets are. Yeah, so, for sure. As I mentioned, you know, some of those secrets can only be achieved by perfecting the flying. Yeah. Uh, and, and really being a master at it. Yeah, or having the Yoshi. Or having the, the Yoshi with no, wings. No, there's some you can't even use the Yoshi with wings for. Well, you're not going to be... There's some levels like you... The Yoshi with wings comes into play if you can get a blue shell, right? Then you can fly? No, any shell. 
It's if, not any shell. Yeah. If you if you if you hold on to any shell, you can fly. With the blue Yoshi. With the blue Yoshi. Or the purple Yoshi. How, oh, what's a what's the purple Yoshi? Oh, okay. So this is what I found later in the game, which really, really helped me out. Did you ever hit that question mark box where wings came out? Yes. So if you have a Yoshi, yeah. you jump into those wings. Yeah. And now whenever you have a Yoshi, it's the purple Yoshi. Oh, okay. And the purple Yoshi can fly with any shell in his mouth. Okay. So yes, the the regular was only with the with the blue shells, but with the I guess it's blue or purple, whatever the that Yoshi is. When you have that one, if you have a green shell or a red shell, whatever it is, you just have to have a shell in your mouth and you can fly. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I saw those wings, didn't know what to do with that. Said I would come back there with Yoshi to see what happened. And then I I never did that. But I then Googled you, it. I Googled what the wings were okay. for and it said Yoshi. So I went back, got a Yoshi, went back, hit the wings. And now I had purple or blue Yoshi now, and I could fly with them. Now yeah. those wings come out at the beginning of a very hard level. Yeah. So you have to get those wings and then progress through the whole level with your flying Yoshi to keep him. Uh, yeah. And then if you lose Yoshi, that whole thing ends. Like you can't. I think if, so, yeah. If yeah. you lose Yoshi, you have to go back. Let's say the next yeah. level you lose him, then you, it reverts back to the green Yoshi and you have to do it all, do it all over you again. You have to go back at Yoshi and then go back and hit the wings again. But if you beat that level, you can then get out with him. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, there was one level in, um, that was it, Choc- Chocolate. Yeah. Choc- what is it? Chocolate Land. Yeah, whatever. It, cho- it might be Chocolate Land. Yeah. Chocolate something. Yeah. There was a level and I was struggling to find the second exit and it is basically this just genius level where depending on how fast you progress from screen to screen, it serves up a different next level for you. Oh, wow. So you're, there's, I mean, there's potentially 10 different, maybe 10 or 12 different like levels available within the level and each one of those you go through a pipe to get to the next one but depending on how fast you go you're going to get served up a different one of those levels for each one that's amazing and i was trying to figure out this second exit to this level had no idea why they were changing on me and i just went and started trying all these different things like maybe it's how many coins i have oh cool going from one to the next yeah maybe it's then i moved on to maybe it's how many enemies i kill maybe i have to kill the enemies then i got to the point where it's speed it's all about speed and if you go as fast as you can yeah through each one you go through about three of them okay and you're at the end if you don't go fast enough it just keeps going to all these different levels and you just keep progressing then you finally end up getting to the end and just exiting the same way you always have amazing amazing so i didn't do that one um what did you get for it it's a second exit yeah, but what was what did the second exit bring you? That one took you to a pipe. Okay. That took you to another Did you I believe that one took you to the pipe? Um that's at the bottom of World 7, right underneath Bowser's level. Oh yeah, okay. There's a pipe yeah. and then there's one level, one yellow dot level yeah. and another pipe. So if you want to be a completist and get all 96 levels, you have to figure that one out so you can get that you can okay. beat that level cool. and do it. Cool. Because I was, I was wondering if it got you to um, uh, fill in the colored blocks because I did 
a couple of those, but I didn't get them all. And I wanted to know, I, I like just having a couple of them is it makes you want all of them <laughs> because you get to the you get to the end and you get to like later levels. And it's like, oh, it would have been awesome if I could have found the green blocks or whatever it was. Oh, like, OK. So, so I got, didn't find all those. I didn't find all those. I got two of them. And I think there was four, maybe there's four. There's four blocks. So I got two of them. And so when I was getting to the later levels, I was like, oh, man, I wish I had them all. But I didn't. Okay. I, I didn't go back and get all of them. Okay, there's one in World 1. I got the World 1. There's one in World 2. I don't know if I got that one. Just look for the red dot. That yeah. Now you know that so there's two So now that exits. I know that there's two exits, it's a lot easier because yeah. I, I wasn't going to go back in every level and just try yeah. to find stuff. Right. So that's awesome that they, that they put that in. I don't know how I never noticed that, but I just... I just thought there was whatever <laughs> random colors yeah. in the in the uh, of the dots. Yeah, then there's one in World 4 and I can't remember where the other one is. I think I got the World 4 one and yeah. I don't I so yeah, I I missed two of them. Yeah. I got the first one and then I got a, yeah, another one. But those are, those can be really helpful. They're super it's really helpful. it's really amazing when you get to a level and you're like, "Great thing I got those blocks because yes. that really helped me out." And that's just another thing that just like rewards you. Yeah. I love how the game is hard, but it rewards you if you put in the work. Yeah, so the the green and yellow blocks reward you with power-ups. So the yellow block yeah. is a mushroom. The green block is a feather. Okay. So you can imagine yeah. a lot of these levels, you get right near the boss, I didn't have and they the drop a feather yeah. for you. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Then the blue and the red act as blocks to cover up enemies yes, to block them exactly. in or to yeah. cover up lava. Yeah. So it's easier for you to progress through exactly. the Exactly. So I had the, I get it was pink, I think. Pink or red. Pink or red, yeah. So I had the pink, which was like, when I got to castles, it's like covering stuff up. And it's like, well, it's great that that was there because that makes it so much easier. Yeah. Yeah. Now, while the creators had wanted Yoshi ever since Super Mario 1, constraints with the technology wouldn't allow for them to introduce Yoshi yet. So this is where they get to introduce Yoshi. Yoshi rules. And what a cool addition to this game. You can ride Yoshi... Uh, you won't take any damage when you're hit if you're yeah. on him. Yeah. You just kind of, he kind of, you fall off of him. You can jump with Yoshi and then jump off of Yoshi to get like a boosted jump. Mm-hmm. And it's like a double, double or bonus jump. And that whole dynamic, dude, that led to some hilarious memes on the internet. I bet. Of yeah. people just using Yoshi as a way to get to a higher level and not considering his emotions or her emotions. <sighs> Love it. So much fun. Um, he can eat enemies. He can eat almost anybody. Anybody, yeah. And then he can shoot most of them back out as like a, a shell or sometimes he shoots fireballs out. Yeah. It's a really interesting character and addition to this game, which becomes so popular that it spawns its own video game series. Like yeah. Yoshi, Yoshi World comes out later it because of this. It completely makes sense. Yoshi is such a great addition there's even certain secrets where you, if you have Yoshi, you can get it, um, but you can't otherwise. And I don't even, like, I remember specifically a key that was inside of, like, basically a blocked off area. And I was like, how the hell am I ever supposed to get to this? And then I was just trying and trying and trying to break the blocks in whatever way I could think of. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Yoshi just eats the key. And then you can walk through the door. Right. I just need a Yoshi. So yeah. I go back, get the Yoshi, come back, eat the key, walk through the keyhole. It's exactly. so good. It's so good that you can hold things in your mouth yeah. and bring them with you and then use them later when you need them. It's yeah. Perfect. Yeah. 
That's perfect. So that's kind of all I had to say about the game. Um, just one of my most favorite games of all time. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, I could say top three video games of all time for me. It's just, it's an all, it's an all-star in my eyes. There's nothing wrong with it. It's so well thought out. It took three games ahead of it to get to this one. And I just think they made a masterpiece with it. The The music is gorgeous. The art, um, the art is really in line with Super Mario 2, which is my favorite of the first three. I really like the way that the art looks. Such a smart design. It just makes you want to keep playing. You just can't, you can't stop. You want to keep going. I love it. Yeah, there's something about it that makes me feel like it is made for me to enjoy playing it. Like it, it is, it's made for the um, user's enjoyment. Like I, every little secret, every little thing, going back into levels and playing them again, it's not to punish me. It's not to make it hard. It's not to make a game like hard to beat um, so that I like keep playing it. It's just, it's for my enjoyment. It's for my love. And I, I completely fell in love with this game playing it over this, uh, over this last week. And I would say that it is, uh, I don't know if I can go top three, but I can definitely go top five with this one for sure. A game that I don't have a lot of history with, I can put right up there in the top five. That's, that's a high spot then. Yeah. That's high praise. That is awesome. Um, super fun game. Listeners, super check it Mario out. game. Ooh, ooh Dean. <laughs> check it I'm out. Sorry, I'm sorry. Check it out. Um, yes. Now we're not done yet. Dean. Okay. I want to talk about Kaizo Mario World. Now, this was created by T. Takamoto. And Kaizo Mario World is a Kaizo hack of Super Mario World. Now, a Kaizo hack is a game that pushes the level of difficulty to the very limit of human capabilities while also trying to be fun to play. Great. Great. The creator of Kaizo Mario, Takamoto, created it for his friend to enjoy, but after it was uploaded to YouTube under the title Asshole Mario, <laughs> it became very popular in the gaming world. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Many different creators have embraced Kaizo levels, and with the release of Mario Maker in 2015, mm. that opened up all sorts of possibilities for people to get involved in this style of level design. Cool. Released in 2019, Grand Pooh World 2 is a Super Mario World hack created by Kaizo developer Barbarian, and it was dedicated to a famous speedrunner, Grand Pooh Bear. <laughs> now, Dean... Yeah, Tim. You and I are now going to take a break. Okay. We're going to watch full-time gamer, streamer, speedrunner, and fellow Canadian Mitch Flower Power attempt a speedrun of Grand Pooh World 2. I know Mitch Flower Power. I watch him. You watch him? I watch Mitch Flower Power. I love this guy. <laughs> Have you seen this before? I've never seen this. Dude. Um, we're going to stop, so we're going to watch this, cool. and we're going to come back and we're cool. going to talk about it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. I'm so pumped. If anybody uh, out there listening would also like to take a break and watch this, um, please do. I think it'd be a lot of fun, but the video can be found by searching grand poo world two by Mitch flower power. 
And the video you're looking for is one hour and 32 minutes. It's on YouTube. Check it out. We'll be right back. Okay, and we are back. And geez. Geez Louise, man. What? <laughs> what even was that? It's ridiculous. I loved it so much. It doesn't make sense, basically. It's actually hard for my brain to comprehend what is even happening as I'm watching that. Because it's just defying so many things that are already set up in Super Mario World. Yes. I don't even get it. I love watching speedrunners because of how hard the things they are doing is like i just get so impressed with them so this is like to the max <laughs> like it's the hardest possible like the game could be <laughs> and this guy is just going through doing incredible things yeah it's, it's things bananas. that must have taken hours to practice yeah hundreds of hours so this barbarian guy who made it he's taken assets from Super Mario World, and he's just kind of, like, remade his own levels, put things where he wants to just to make the levels super impossible, and then Mitch Flower Power just goes through and crushes it, and I, I liked it because he dies a lot. Yeah. Like he, he dies probably maybe 35 times throughout this this run, but it just gives you a little bit of a glimpse of how difficult it actually is. And even with that, he makes it look way too easy. Like, I can't even really comprehend how hard it is because of how easy he makes it look. But I would love to try that game. Um, I mean, one of the things that they were saying is, like, some people have spent 300 hours playing the game and not even made it past a level. Yeah. Like, that's how difficult this game is. Everything, you can tell everything has to be so precise. Like, there was one time he's just flying through the game, and then there's one moment where he bounces five times on something before he jumps off of it and he ends up dying running into something and he's just like i don't know why i bounced five times it's four right so he just has all these things memorized about what he's supposed to do at every single point in the game it's uh yeah it it's incredible i don't think any level had a floor no good point there's just it's all like if you fall you die or there's lava yeah or there's water or there's the platforms that fall it's just you're always he's always bouncing off something trying yeah. to make an impossible jump. Oh man, this is nuts. The the overworld was hilarious too because the guy the guy who made it said lots of people just get lost in the overworld. Right. Like the overworld, you almost don't even know where to go in the overworld. That's right. a like <laughs> that's a, a difficulty level in of itself. It's yeah. just trying to figure out where to go next. And like, sometimes he's going back and like doubling back and going into a level again because he went further ahead in the game and unlocked something that allows you to now go back and beat this level the correct way to progress through the game correctly. Oh man. Yeah. And, and they're playing on a cartridge on a super Nintendo. Like, is this is, can you get these games? I don't know. I don't have no idea. Yeah. You can probably order it. You could probably order it from the guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. It would be it would be so fun just to try, but I know I wouldn't be able to get through like whatever the first jump is. I'd probably spend ten hours trying to get through the first jump. Oh yeah. It would be fun to play just for a little bit, but yeah, yeah you you would spend so many hours just getting nowhere. It'd be so frustrating. Yeah, I love watching it. I I will definitely be watching that again. I just love to watch how impressive people are at playing video games and that's like 
I, I will put that on again and watch for sure. Yeah, they had a really great um, feather level. I was talking earlier about how difficult the flying mechanics are, and this guy just destroys a level with this in in just insane, like, what he has to do with the cape doesn't even make sense. I don't even know how he's doing some of the stuff he's doing. Yeah. And it, it's cool because they explain it as they're going. Um, they'll kind of explain how he's able to do this stuff, and it's um, just different mechanics they've added like he was able to continue his flight by grabbing a vine so he could it looked like you should just stop if you grab the vine your your flight should end but the guy was saying you know the mechanic here is that if you grab the vine you actually can continue your flight so he's able to grab it and continue flying but yeah so much of it doesn't even make sense how you would do this yeah, that's the other thing is the actual design of the game is incredibly impressive because he had to think about every single spot and everything has to be doable, right? Like that's what makes the the game so fun and interesting. You can't just make something impossible to do. Like no one's going to get past it then. So he had to put so much thought into every single second of every single game and what would be hard here and what would be hard and fun to do. Like that'll make people want to do it. Yeah, the design is is equally as impressive as yeah. Mitch going through it and and destroying it. Yeah. The guy barbarian, he said there was one level he made that there were 192 different ways to beat the level right. because he made so many different rooms yeah. and there's so many different ways you can go. Yeah. He said he spent thousands of hours making this game. Yeah. That's impressive. Like, totally. Yeah. Hats it's... off to that guy. It, oh man. It's amazing. I don't even really, I'm, I'm left speechless. It just kind of leaves you speechless. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's, it's yeah. cool. It's a really cool thing. I, I get just like uh, mesmerized by it. Like I can't, uh, I can't believe we just watched him play that for over an hour. Like I, it, it seems like it was so quick and I just, in the moment of watching, I just only wanted to be doing that. I just could watch that all day. Like yeah, I could just yeah. sit there and watch it all day. Yeah, it did go really fast. Was, I could watch that all day too. Yeah, you're you're right. There's there's other ones on there too. I've watched. Um, I think it was the same guy made a Super Mario Brothers three one, which was just awesome as well. Yeah, using those. Uh, that's um, what I've watched. Assets him. and mechanics. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've watched him mostly is uh, Super Mario three. Um, the boss fights were just unreal. I, I don't even know. That's where, if I somehow made it to a boss fight, that's where it would end for me. I, oh, yeah. There's no way I'm beating any of those bosses. It's It was so difficult. And Bowser at the end, just a, a very intimidating Bowser fight that it took him, a, <laughs> it took him quite a while. And they were saying that the, the AI actually learns off of you in that level. So it'll start anticipating your movements. So you right. have to beat it as fast as possible. Otherwise it, it becomes too smart yeah. and then you can't beat it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. And then when he finally beats Bowser after it's all said and done, they have like one of these like Metroid escapes <laughs> where the game's not done yet. And he had to rush off through one more level trying to escape from the game. And it was so cruel. It was it so cruel. It seemed so cruel to do that to him. It was so fun to have the to have the creator there sitting with him while he's playing through it and explaining yeah. different things. Like, that's what I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed that guy. Um, like, especially like you'd get, you'd get towards like the end or something and he throws something weird at you. Like a fish comes flying through the air and he's like, Oh, that fish is just there to congratulate you on beating the game or whatever. And yeah. it's like, well, it was actually just supposed to be there one to last death. Yeah. yeah. How many people got killed by that? Exactly. Thing? By that fish. Cause they didn't hesitate or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was cool. It was um like it was a games done quick video, and it, yeah, they had a really good panel. Uh, the guy who created the game was pretty funny. He had a lot of good insight, and yeah, it was it was good to have him there talking about it because he would explain, you know, different things. Like there's a whole bunch of whole bunch of like hidden blocks and stuff like that that you don't even notice the guy avoiding, but he is avoiding it. So barbarian will say like did you notice how he jumped a little bit weird there? That's because there's an invisible block. And if you hit it, you automatically die. Or if you like, if you run too fast here, you'll fall through the floor and die. So it was good having him explaining what was going on. Yeah, totally. That's what I like about uh, that game's done quick is they usually have someone explaining. Yeah. Usually it's the person playing, but sometimes it's someone else explaining exactly why something's hard to do um, because we're just watching it and it looks like they're just doing it, right? We're just watching the game being played. We can tell some things that are very hard to do, but when they avoid something that's invisible, we would never know that. So it's really cool that uh, they point that out for us. Right. Yeah, we can see all the just incredible jumps and yeah. platforming that this guy's doing, but it's the the stuff behind the scenes that we don't really know about because you're not seeing it because he's avoiding it. But yeah. If he was to, you know, if we were to play it, we'd just get stopped by all these different problems. So really fun. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that, uh, when I'm watching like a speed run through a regular game, I'm like, oh man, they have to be so precise on all these, all these, in all these areas. And this game felt like, like you have to be that precise or you won't be able to get through the section. Like, so that's what they were pointing out too, is going through it that if he's just flying through a section it's like he has to because if he doesn't get to it that quickly like the timer's going to run out or he's going to get he's not going to make one of the jumps because it's going to if he's too slow it's just the platform's not going to be there anymore or something so i really appreciated that it's like it has to be perfect like everything he does seems like it has to be perfect it does everything has to be amazing it's such a wild game yeah and they had some pretty funny stuff in there too like um there's one level where you take like the the baby Yoshi and you have to feed it five times so it turns big. So he's it's hard enough just carrying this thing around <laughs> with you. And then he, he just goes through the painstaking process of carrying it, making all these jumps, finding the five things to feed it. And then the only purpose for that was as soon as it becomes Yoshi, he rides it for a fraction of a second and just uses it as a jump boost to get to the end of the level. And it's just so hilarious. Great. It's so hilarious. And then like from then on, there's... Yoshi's uh, like every now and then just for a jump like yeah. you just land on them for they're only there so you can jump off them and then they just fall yeah it's and really the, funny the very end as you're exiting before you hit the very last pipe there's a Yoshi sitting there just and sitting you can decide whether or not to save it and bring it with you or just leave it to die amazing <laughs> that's great it's your choice at the end it's your choice what do you want to do Yoshi helped you along so much that you should definitely save Yoshi. You should save Yoshi. Yeah, but at the same time, if you're not fast enough, you actually won't be able to because the lava's rising and you you won't be able to. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of... it's one last temptation. <laughs> should <laughs> yeah, should I totally. save my friend who helped me through this? Yeah. Or should I just get the hell just out of here? Him, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. It was great. I loved it. Loved watching that. They did some really cool stuff. Like there's some of the water. If it was black water... Um, all your controls are reversed. That was so amazing. In yeah. the middle of a level, you're kind of used to your direction and your controls. Then you jump in a portion of water and everything is reversed on you. You know, up is down, left is right. Yeah. And you're still needing to like very precisely make your way through the water and avoid enemies. I, like, I don't even think my brain would be able to handle that. It, this was hard enough to watch. I can't imagine my hands doing the things that he was doing 
um, and just trying to anticipate like, okay, he's always got to be thinking one step ahead, right? He's like, okay, I did this. Now the next thing to come is this. The next thing to come is this and this and this and this. And uh, just the reaction time is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, totally. Cool. So um, we're going to play that game and beat it. Great. That's our next video game episode. See you in 10,000 hours <laughs> to get past the first level. We must do it. Oh, that'd be a super fun one to to play. I'd like to see what it would take to get a hold of that copy. Yeah, I'd like to see how far I could get. Like, I know I probably couldn't get out of the first level. I, I don't think for however long I played, I would ever get past the first level. Yeah. It would be fun to try. I, I honestly think I could maybe make it maybe five jumps in after yeah months of practice maybe nail five jumps or something yeah it's fun how mind-blowing it is to watch it just start to watch like the first couple minutes of all these amazing jumps happening and it's like what is going on and then that's happening for an hour (laughs) oh yeah he's just doing that level of stuff for an hour straight we were screaming for most of it for most of it it's so impressive yeah uh just the the jumps that he's pulling off or so good. He's he's bouncing off a shell, grabbing it, then throwing it off a wall, bouncing off it again, and then bouncing off it a third time. It's just wild, wild things going on. Yeah. So definitely check out this video if you are interested in uh, Mario World. It's it's a lot of fun and definitely worth sitting through. It's very amazing. So Dean, thank you for joining. Thanks, Tim. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. (laughs) That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.